and welcome to Grand Slam KBO's Weekly Review, our weekly podcast on the Korean Baseball League. My name is Matthew Kerr, and today we do not have our regular hosts. Andrew Farrell and Bradley Hyder are away traveling for the weekend, so I'm here all by my lonesome, except I've got some friends with me. First off, we have my brother from another mother, Mr. Andre Lindy. How are you doing, sir? Pretty good, man. It's good to see you as always. Um, thanks for having me on. Big fan. How long has it been uh, since so we last saw each other, man? It's been, what, f- oh, co- co- two years? years since you were last here? Two years, I think. Um, yeah, two years, please. We went to game three of the Korean series together. Yeah, we did. Uh, and that was the game that Romack hit that uh, great home run. And I think mm. Hondo Ming also had a home run in that game. So, yeah. I think pretty much the entire SK roster had home runs in that game. That was a great game to be at, man. You know the thing that made the thing that made it best was that they beat Dusan in that game. And anytime you beat Dusan, that's a great thing. So especially in the postseason. Did you ever manage <laughs> to get that um that thing back that now? Chejong like, card back? I never did because I haven't talked to him since. Um but hey, they just had a dollar, <laughs> so we'll we'll just say that's a gift for them. So fair enough. You ended up winning the Korean series anyway. So yeah. speaking of cards, we have one of the foremost collectors of baseball cards and autographs from the KBO with us as well. Mr. Justin Schaefer, how are you doing? I'm well, thank you. How are you doing? Not too bad. Life's good. Teaching in high school, doing the podcast by myself, and got a couple of good friends with me. So um, you've been away from Korea for quite a while now. What's uh, life taken you to in the last few years? Uh, Tucson, Arizona. That's about it. but I've, I've actually got to uh, keep up with the KBO because one of the cool things about Tucson is we have uh, the KBO's version of spring training. Spring camp is down here. And uh, so for the past three years I've been down here, we've had the KT Wiz, uh, NC Dinos. They're the two regulars. And then uh, for the two years before that, we had uh, Nexon slash Kium. So they ended up leaving this year, and then we had uh, Hanwha for the first time, and I think I think it was first time in five years that they've been here. So they were actually at two different locations in Arizona. So got to see them, and SK came out here as well. They split up their camp from uh, – they started out in Florida, and then they came out here as well. So we had five teams out here this year, and – it was awesome. Korea came to Arizona for two months every year. My favorite time of the year. Nice. So you're a big fan of the autograph hunting when it comes to yes. that. Do you get a lot of guys signing during spring training, like more than would do in the regular season? Oh, it's easy. Uh, there is more. There are more KBO fans in this Zoom meeting right now than what there is at spring camp. I'm the only guy there, and it's awesome because people don't know about it, and the, most people that do show up, it's like a curiosity mm. because um, the weather is really good here, and there's baseball being played all year round. So if you're not paying attention, you would never know that uh, Che Jong or EJ Wan is taking batting practice right in front of you. Because mm. I mean, like it, it's just looks like a regular uh, baseball team, you know? And how do, yeah. How do like, um, like when you show up with your jersey and stuff, how do, how do they respond? Cause they're like, they must be like, they lose Whoa. their mind. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. And then once they see the back, like, uh, say I have a player's jersey and it's signed, then they're like, they're all looking at the player, like, when did you sign that? You know? <laughs> so it's, it's uh, excitement and confusion. And every time I ask, uh, I ask a player to sign a card, uh, they're like, you know me? I'm like, yeah, I know who you are. And uh, they're just so, so happy. Uh, the one pitcher, uh, I forget his name, but he's for uh, SK. Uh, kind of a heavier set guy. He's always smiling. Young kid. Uh, uh, Byung-hyun, is it? Something like that. But he was like over the moon that I had his card. Like, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it's Byung-hyun. Like, um, I remember Michael Delgado, a friend of all three of ours, who's also an SK Wyverns fan, like, he referred to him as the Korean Bartolo Colon for a while. Oh, no, no, that, that's, 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 no, that's cheap young. That's uh, yeah. cheap young. But no, younger guy you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Okay, different guy. I have to go through my cards and find it. I should have came prepared. I'm sorry. It's no, that's, all right. That's, that's but, so uh, cool, man. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. They, uh, a lot of the, uh, the former KT players, when they're on other teams, uh, they know me. They'll yell out KT, stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, a lot of them actually know my name now, so it's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I actually saw it um, get shared on Facebook the other day. It's a video of you doing the, uh, was it the hit song or one of the home run songs? Yeah, yeah. Like up on uh, the che- up on the cheer stage with all of the cheerleaders and all that. Like, how did that come about? Oh, that video! I haven't seen that video in forever. <laughs> that was my favorite song. I loved it. I loved that song. Uh, uh, kind of dumb luck and being American. So we were, uh, we were in the first row of the cheering zone or exciting zone. So the first row, and then there's a walkway, the, the aisle way. Right. And so there's, it was me and three of my other friends. And, uh, we probably had too many adult beverages and just making a fool out of ourselves, you know, cause I knew the, I knew the choreography, but mm. they, they didn't. So they looked absolutely horrible. And then uh, the cheer master's like, come on up. And I was like, but yeah, I was, I, I ran down there. And because I got the dance on the dugout. I mean, how cool is that? That's pretty awesome. But, uh, that, that's pretty much all it was, you know, just uh, four tall, drunk Americans like, hey, they're making a fool out of themselves. Let's put them on the big screen and see what they got. <laughs> that, that sounds like the introduction to any article that's about to lambast the armed services for another bust up in Ito one. Yeah. So um, speaking of the cheering culture then, Andre, you've been involved in that for quite a while as well. Like you, was it you guys or was it a couple of people that you knew that were kind of responsible for changing the SK Wyvern's cheer songs? Um, well, they were kind of a super group of fans. They were season ticket holders. Um, you've, you've met them all quite a bit. Um, you know them quite well. Um, and they just, they just had a connection with both the cheermaster and the people that did that. So when you, when SK originally introduced their, um, their pickoff chant, Jodo, 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 right? Mm. That was it. And then this small group of fans would just say, Kuroman the G. And then, you know, they, we just kept saying that throughout the season, and then all the other fans kept picking it up. And now, after one season, that officially came the chant. And so it was, it was very strange, um, just because a small group of people 
we're constantly doing this after the official chant. And I think everyone was just like, you know what? That sounds pretty good, actually. We should we should include that in. I mean, I mean, we also had, if you notice also, um, SK did change one of their chants, you know, two, three, full count to Hamsam Hake Takachi. And then they once start it moved the off, music instantly now. Instantly. And gee, I wonder why that is, right? Uh, ah. <laughs> so, Justin, what we used to do is right after they did that, we'd all show, ah, just super loud. And uh, the cheermaster would always just give us a dirty look, just be like, <laughs> and it was just oh. me, sometimes Matt, but then our group of Korean friends there. And, uh, and yeah, so, but these seats were always, you had the cheerleaders who were in the front row. Mm-hmm. Then the second row, we had some of those seats, and then the third row and fourth row, and these were all season ticket holders. But these guys, these guys were connected. I mean, they they knew all the cheerleaders, they knew the MC, they knew the cheermaster. I mean, one of them ended up doing a job in uh, photography as well, I believe. One guy I think also worked in the front office. He got me into a couple of games for free. So I mean, it's just. <laughs> But as soon as it, as soon as a dude would come down to start to harass someone, like one of the cheerleaders, they would just look at a guy, and say, "Oi," and the guy would look at him and just be like, and just like <laughs> run off. I mean, <laughs> they were they were kind of enforcers. Would you say so? Kind of in some way, like they, they yeah, kind of like that. all the different teams seem to have that kind of aspect of the fan culture. Like not so much gatekeepers, but they have a subset of fans who basically set the standard for everyone else and help include everybody who's basically not going to be a complete ass at the games. Yeah. Like, did you ever find that at the KT games as well, Justin? Or was it just like you and your military friends doing your own thing? Like, is a game experience different when you're there as military personnel? Well, I tried to keep it low key that I was in the military. <laughs> uh, like people and plus people didn't really ask me what I did, but, uh, yeah, I was. I kind of did my own thing because I'm one of those type of people where uh, you're you're taught in the military to blend in. Well, I can't blend in in South Korea, but you can still be respectful to not draw attention to yourself. You know, like I would mm-hmm. drink, but I'm not going to take my shirt off and start climbing the safety netting <laughs> or anything like that. You know, or harass the cheerleaders, which I've seen a lot of creepy people do, mm-hmm. and. Uh, yeah, so no, I, I tried to assimilate as much as possible. All right, then. So, cheer culture aside, then, do you guys have a favorite chant or song that you used to hear at the games? For you, Justin, aside from the Antonio Chodruseo song, like, do you have another particular favorite? Oh, man. Uh, Ide Young's was cool. Uh, Nam, uh, there was this one rookie. Uh, crap, he was number 52. 52, uh, Nam Tae Young. Mm. I don't even think he's still in the league anymore, but it was like, uh, it was a, the band Train. They ripped off some song. I forget what it was. <laughs> but uh, I, I know the end, it was always like, paya, paya, paya. Like they do the finger guns and stuff. And uh, it, it just nice. had a really good flow to it. I know that one. Yeah, that yeah, one. It was like, Nam Tae Young. Like, yeah, they just and it was easy too because they kept repeating his name. 
and then mm. there was a couple of Korean words that I didn't know. And then by that time, it's time for the finger guns anyway. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Andre? You got a favorite? Oh, dear. Uh, has, um, has Andre left us? I think you know which one I'm going with. He, um, he's not in the league anymore. Oh, there we go. He's uh, am I back? Us. Yeah, you're back. Okay, sorry, sorry about, about that, that one. No, I think my internet's being a little wonky. Um, but I think, you, I think you know my favorite one. He, uh, he retired this year. Um, he used to be the former first base for SK. And he was with the team for a very long time. I keep thinking uh, Jodong Hwa. No, Jodong Hwa, he was second base for them. Yeah. This um, one, uh, number 36. Glasses. Yeah. I have, I, have, I have one of his jerseys in my uh, closet because I got it because I love his autograph. He has a gorgeous autograph. Isn't it nice? Yeah. Um, I got I got an autograph baseball of him. Um, it's a Pak Chung Wan. Ah. I mean, it was just. We may have lost him again. <clears throat> Yeah, the internet he, cannot handle a, his excitement. Yeah, he is. So it's cool it's to from see. From an 80s Anna. Oh, he's back. Maybe. Maybe. So I, I guess we can continue that uh, conversation then about him being a coach. Yeah, like it's pretty cool uh, to on, see uh, in the KBO on, how on so it. many of the different players end up like jumping on and becoming coaching staff after they finish playing. Like in MLB, you don't see too many guys who try and develop the coaching side of the game after they retire. Well, like, um, actually, a, a lot of them start out in the minor leagues in, mm-hmm. uh, in, in uh, like trying to get back to MLB. But the thing is with uh, Major League Baseball and Minor League Baseball, there's six – three yeah six levels that you can start out at before you even get back to the big league club so the cool thing is with uh kbo there's only the futures league so i mean most of the guys go right back to the kbo and one of the things i've noticed about the kbo is the coaching staff is like double the size of what an mlb staff would be interesting yeah yeah there's way more coaches in kbo yeah, there's a pretty massive emphasis on the coaching side of things. I remember Oxpring telling me this a few times, how players will basically be micromanaged to death during their development, rather than just, um, in terms of pitches, rather than just trusting what they've got and learning how to consistently throw a strike in a certain area or hit a certain cutoff point. Like, the coaches will be like, no, you have to pitch with this exact form, this exact delivery, and they'd basically try and coach them into a particular style, and that would detract from what they were doing. Like, No Gyeong-un was a massive victim of this. And it used to be like a running joke among us and our friends. Like, Andre, you remember this. Our friend Ryan, who would basically say, the game is safe unless No Gyeong-un pitches. Yeah, that's, that's very true, actually. We were at a game and that actually happened also. Yeah. So. The first time we ended up meeting uh, Mike Delgado, like he was playing for Lotte at the time, and Oxpring hadn't worked his magic to make him believe in what he had. And 
God, what was it? I think Lotte had a six or seven run lead, and I said the second he came in, Lotte's losing this game. It was like three innings to go, and just... And that's the coffee machine doing a thing. It was like three innings left, six, seven run lead, and they ended up blowing it, so... That's one thing I actually love about KBO more than anything else. And with the coverage on ESPN and coverage over in the States, I imagine a lot more people are now becoming aware of uh, the glory of a KBO bullpen meltdown. Like, yeah, you, you guys have experienced a fair few of those in your time as well, right? Yes. Any uh, particular standout examples for you? I, I, if you don't mind, Justin, I'll, I'll go on. This is one with Matt. <laughs> um, this involves Lote. And this involves me getting extremely pissed. This is with one of my <laughs> most hated players in the KBO that now plays for LG. Um, a guy by the name of Jinesu. I hate that guy with a passion. So this was probably one of my first trips to Sajik. Um, and SK had like a four or five run lead going into the eighth inning. And they lost in the bottom of the ninth. And Jinesu was one of the key reasons why they lost that game so it is just yeah i that that game was that was a, a harsh introduction to kbo-ness um of the bullpens but that's why you gotta love the kbo also yeah no lead is safe i love it so how about you justin any memorable games you've been to where the bullpen just royally messed it up I'm a Wiz fan, so if we weren't down by ten, <laughs> we were uh, blowing our blowing the leads. Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember them blowing one, but I do remember a walk off by uh, Park Kyung Soo. He had hit a home run, and they came out of the dugout and they actually uh, did the uh, like Gatorade bath but they threw the cooler on top of him and it was like covering his <laughs> arms. So he's like this. And then they reviewed, uh, they reviewed the home run. So he's on the field looking like R2D2, you know, with a cooler on his head and we're waiting to see, okay, can we keep hitting the cooler? Did we win the game or <laughs> did we got to get out there and bat again? Like if, uh, it oh had to be 16. So if you can find, uh, I mean, I, he probably didn't hit that many walk-off home runs. But, yeah, Park Hyun-soo hit a walk-off home run. They threw the cooler on him and started beating on the side of it like he was getting hazed. It was awesome. And then we were all like – we seen the like the umpire review thing and we were like, yeah. oh, my God. Did they end up, like, awarding it? Or did they end up telling him yeah, to go it was back a in the basketball? It was a walk-off, so we all started celebrating again. And oh, God. He's rolling around <laughs> ground with a water cooler on his head. I think that's I, uh, how VAR must feel in the English Premier League nowadays in soccer and all that. Yeah. It's just like, can we celebrate? Can't we? Okay, we can carry on. But I uh I found some uh Park Jung Kwan cards for you so you can see how awesome his autograph is. Like look at how beautiful that thing is. It's dude I that's love the awesome. way Yeah. The way he writes the 36 is just so clean. I mean, it and is just. Favorite it. SK jersey, which I have not been able to find one of those. Matt, they had one Matt. for sale once. They had Che Byung-yun's game one one on sale oh. on the website once for like 300 bucks. 
Mm. And I'm kicking myself that I didn't buy it because Che Byung-yun is like the only SK player who's ever been my size. (laughs) (laughs) That's one of the reasons I'm a a KT fan is because they make jerseys in my size. So, yeah. Justin, that one specifically, though, is they did two Let's Go Green versions. That That one right there is the better one because that one still has the um the wyverns right here yeah yeah and, yeah, yeah. and then and then it has let's go green right here the other ones just said let's go green right here up the top mm. but that one they wore that game in a game once i went to that game but they didn't sell it and i was so just like how can you show an awesome jersey like this yeah and then not sell it yeah that's one of the things another thing i love about the kbo is all the different jerseys so was it like an earth day type thing or recycling or it might have been it might have coincided with abba day matt do you remember like you remember in like um what was it in in right field they used to have like a weird little like museum thing where it was like let's go green and you could walk in and look at some stuff but we never went in there it was right it was right behind um the barbecue seats oh yeah i remember that um yeah it was kind of like this little almost like no bigger than a smoking room that you'll find in Jamshill. like imagine a room big enough to fit maybe 25 people but they had stuff on the walls they had a couple of things in glass cabinets i think they ended up moving a bunch of that stuff behind home plate when they set yeah. up the um the mini museum that they have with a bunch of old their old uniforms and uh Korea series replica trophies or are they official trophies? I don't know. Do they make it every year? Yes. I, I'm pretty I think they make a replica every year, but there's one that's for the current year that they assign to the teams. I mm-hmm. could be wrong though. It's been a while since I've had a look into trophy history. Yeah. You'd have to check out a jam show. Ask somebody with Deuce on. They would definitely Yeah, definitely. Or if maybe a Kia Tigers fan, they'd know a bit more. They've got a lot more of them in there. Yeah, that's true. So on the topic of uniforms, did you guys see that um, SK have gone a little bit retro with some of their uniforms this season? I dig it. The blue pinstripes. I I really dig pinstripes personally, and a blue set is pretty awesome. <laughs> the, yeah. The... So um, that this is the uniform in question. So for anyone who's listening to the audio version of the podcast. If you search Grand Slam KBO on YouTube, you'll be able to see pictures of this flash up periodically throughout the show. But this is the uniform in question. It's like this nice blue pinstripe kind of thing. It's like Samsung Lions and LG Twins having a baby, and this is what you end up with. I, I actually really like this one. Yeah, it's, it's, it's gorgeous. I actually really <laughs> like the blue one. I know they're selling that blue one also right now. And if, if I was if I was living in Korea now, I would buy that blue one in a heartbeat. It is it is gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, so they're doing this as a throwback. And then also they released um, this one here. This kind of throwback white from the 2004-2005 season and the blue. Like the blue with the piping down the middle. Mm, and that gorgeous. little cursive W. And just... I love the way that it's almost cursive, but it's still distinct enough for the letters to be separate. I love that design. Yeah. Now that was their way jersey. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yep. That was their road one. That was the home one. And then yeah. they've kind of taken the pinstripe one and released it from way back in the 2000s. 
And that was the first year that they were even a team was back in 2000. So, yep. You know, also on the, on the subject of jerseys, Matt can um, speak well to an instance where I kick myself almost every time he's a one SK jersey. It is um, I-N-C-H-U. I N C H U. I. Lord, man. So, Justin, you know, like the Sunday, the Sunday jerseys that SK wears, it's the Inchon ones. They're clean. Mm-hmm. It's really nice. I have one of those, those too. It's nice. <laughs> I got so, a EJ one because, uh, or is it Iwan yeah. J- or EJ one? No, EJ one. That's yeah, EJ one because he has another awesome autograph too. EJ one, one of my favorite players. Tough season this year for him, but. So the year before they made that their official official Sunday jersey, they released one that was spelled I-N-C-H-U-N, the old spelling of Inchon, like the old Romanized spelling it. And that it was the off-white, like eggshell white, and they sold it for one game. And Matt and I were at that game. And I was like, should I buy this? No, I don't need to buy it. And then ever since I was since, telling I him to buy it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, dude, you're a fan. Buy it, buy it, buy it, buy it. The, the jersey they got away. Yeah. <laughs> There's EJ Wan's autograph. How awesome that thing is. Look at that. And that's a piece of his jersey. It might be the one that you own. Oh, dude, Matt, <laughs> Matt. I think that's the one that I ended up giving you, yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, he uh, gave me a Chaejung one at game three. I gave it to my friend to look at it. I forgot that I gave it to him. And then I never got it back. That's what he was talking about early on. Jeez, oh, that is not cool. Yeah, I think he ended up doing something really important that game, like getting a two or three run home run as well. Like, I think he's the reason the game got tied up. And then I think Handong Min ended up walking it off or winning it. Uh, game six, yeah. Game six was um, bottom of the ninth. No, it was top of the ninth. Two outs. Um, Doosan was up by one. Doosan brought Limbloom in to to was it Limbloom or was it Nippert? No, it was Limbloom. Yeah, Nippert was at uh, KT at the time, I believe. Yeah, Yeah, they brought Limbloom in to close the game out. Chaejong with, I think, two strikes on him hit a no-doubt home run that tied up in the top of the ninth. And then in the top of the 13th, Handong Min, who had been over the entire game, mm. hit the go-ahead home run, and then Kim Gong Yun came in and struck out the side to win the 2018 series. That's so. awesome. Nice. Uh, gotta love it when people remember these things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, they're kind of easy to remember because it's like something crazy always happens in a mm. KB game that makes it stand out. You know, gotta love it. Well, that's why I ended up doing the KB Onus essay. Like that thing you could just add to pretty much on a weekly basis for some lunacy that's happened in the league. So at that point, I think that's enough of a chat. So let's have a look now at the Grand Slam Hall of Fame. Welcome to the Grand Slam Hall of Fame, where we will basically nominate a person, place, or thing. 
where we are going to put it up to the vast internet to decide what belongs and what doesn't. Last week, the nominations were the Neva Sports website, Sports Complex Stadium, and my nomination was Baseball Cards. And uh, yeah, it was a bit of a runaway winner this week with 38 total votes casts, with 20 votes out of that 38. The winner is Neva Sports. So Baseball Cards and, and uh, Sports Complex Station both picking up nine votes each. Gentlemen. You've had uh, quite a bit of experience with Naver Sports, have you not? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, what before is, what this. What is the accessibility like with that? With you guys being back in the states now? Uh, Justin, you want to go first? Or I can go first. Yeah, it's not very good unless uh, unless you have a VPN, or mm. if you can uh, if you can read Korean, that's awesome. But uh, yeah, for for a non-fluent speaker like me, it's. Uh, kind of difficult to navigate okay are you able uh, to watch any of the game replays after the fact or are they geo-blocked as well it's all uh, geo-blocked yeah so i mean that's rough before this year before espn had its deal in place <coughs> i mean from 2015 all the way up through 2019 you could watch highlights you could watch live games you could watch replays and i loved it because you know you didn't pay a cent for it and you were getting premium content right mm. the moment the espl deal came in place um what's it neighbor cacao tv down um twitch everything came geo-blocked and yeah. then and then guys i know who are in canada they're like ah that sucks we can still get it it's the u.s is basically yeah. so do you guys wake up early in the morning to watch the espn shows or is that part of your morning routine? I have ESPN Plus, so I watch it on demand. All right. And uh, and like I was talking to you before, I can't watch it live because the commentary drives me crazy. Uh, okay. So it if I don't watch it live, I won't be on Twitter as much, uh, mm. tweeting to the hosts about what they got wrong, or please talk about the game and not MLB. So Seriously. Seriously. I uh, so I I just watch the uh, uh, the on demand games. That's fair. I, enough. Yeah, I, I tried watching a couple times, and I I just couldn't deal with the announcers. I mean, it was I understood at the start of the season when they didn't talk about the KBO because they didn't know the league. Mm-hmm. But you know, once it got into like 40, 50 games in. And they still weren't talking about the league a lot, except for Mendoza. She does a good job. Yeah, she I think does. She, I, think, I think she does an excellent job. Um, but, I mean, once it got past that point where I'm like, you guys are doing a serious disservice to the league right here that you guys won't talk about it. I just, is it, you know Benetti as well, actually. He's really good. Yeah. yeah. Well, the thing is, it's now that MLB has started, those guys are gone and gal. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're starting over again with new broadcasters that are talking about two pitching rubbers and talking about uh, games and then ties in the playoff format. It's like, I, I already know this. Uh, even the new fans should already know this that have been watching it from the beginning. Mm-hmm. So it's really difficult. I love the KBO and yeah, I, I, they're getting the exposure, but it's not, 
I, they're not giving it the love and the respect that I have for mm-hmm. it. The, the, they don't share the same passion. I'm passionate. It's a job for them. You know, okay. if that makes any sense. I mean, yeah, I would agree with that. Like when I lived on the West Coast and I would get up in the middle of the night, just for whatever reason, I would check my phone, check the scores. This would be like 3, 4 a.m. If SK was close, I'd even fire up neighbor on my phone and watch the game some. Um, but here on the East Coast, you know, the games, I get up at six and the game's already maybe three innings in. And so now instead I'll just fall on my phone and just watch it that way instead of, since I can't watch it live anymore. So, Are you guys able to watch the um, video replays on Twitch? Because I know they put the VODs up after the fact as well. So that could work kind of like an on-demand service if it's available to you. I've heard those actually do work. I've heard the Twitch replays for whatever reason aren't geo-blocked, but the live broadcasts are. Yeah, okay. I haven't been on Twitch to for the KBO at least, so I, I can uh, talk on that. All right then. Well then, I'll probably have to put a video together in the near future about how people can watch it. So if either of you could double check that and let me know, please, uh, that'd be much appreciated. But... That means after Naver Sports wins this week's Grand Slam Hall of Fame, that Andrew Farrell has moved up into first place with four wins and three losses against him out of his attempted efforts. I am languishing down there with uh, three and four. And then Bradley Hyder yet to get his first win. He's 0 for 7. So, gentlemen, um, the way it works is usually we'll let the winner have the first crack, but I think um, that may give some people a bit of an unfair advantage, as has been evidenced by Haida getting destroyed for the last forever. So who would like to go first? I'll leave it open to you guys. It's your call. I'll, I can go last. I don't, I don't, think, I don't have, uh, have to worry about my Hall of Fame nominee getting stolen. <laughs> So. All right, then. In that case, Andre, you can go first. I'll go second. And we will have Justin Schaefer bringing up the rear as the last entry. So anyone who knows me, um, this will come no surprise that my nomination is going to involve SK. Why? Mm-hmm. Because I'm a huge SK fan. And my nomination is the barbecue seat in the outfield and right outfield of Munoc Stadium. I've never been able to get those seats. Those seats are impossible to get. They sell out as soon as it's like, tickets go on sale, bam, tickets sold out. I got them but they, one time. They are phenomenal. So, <laughs> so anyone who doesn't know what they are, Munox Stadium is SK's um, home ballpark. I still refuse to call it Happy Dream. <laughs> SK Wyvern's Happy Dream Baseball Park. Yeah, I still refuse <laughs> to call it that. I call it Munox. Um, but in the in the right, so in right field, you have just the regular stands, but then almost at the very top, you have these bleacher stands that are reserved just for doing Korean barbecue at the stadium. I mean, what, what could be better than having Korean baseball along with Korean barbecue at the same time? That's pretty awesome. It's pretty I mean, awesome. Like, they've got those picnic tables with the little inlay inside of them. Like, they've got a gas line feeding all of them, barbecue inside it. Like, it literally is just... Imagine how you'd have this barbecue pit set up with tables around it in a park in the States or in the UK, but then just have a hole in the middle of it where you've got an electric barbecue. It's phenomenal. Plus, I got a couple of butchers in the outfield, which let you buy meat to put on it. 
Oh, that that's what I was going to ask. Is it like the the restaurants where you do it yourself where they have freezers of the meat and you go up or you actually buy the meat and then cook it? Um, you can bring some of your own in if you want to, but they have dedicated butchers with a bunch of frozen stuff in the outfield that you can just go there, buy the rounds, buy the really thin samgyeopsal, like the depeka, oh, the depe samgyeopsal. Just yeah. buy a bag of that that's like the size of my torso for like 10, 15 bucks, fob it on the barbecue, and then eat that with shelter because you got the roof overhead. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Doesn't block any of the view, but it keeps you protected in case the ball rains down on you. Could you imagine what that would cost in MLB, Andre? Oh, like, dude, that would okay. The seats <laughs> alone would probably be like $300. Yeah, and, and you're not then, getting high quality meat either. No, so. no, no, and the, the meat's going to be also probably another hundred itself. I yeah. mean, so. I mean, that's, that's my nomination. I never got to do it, but I always saw it and I always thought that it looked amazing. So, and it's, I think it's kind of unique. So that, that's, yeah, that's pretty that's awesome. I've never even knew that. And I've been to Munhawk a few times. Nice. So Andre's nomination is, shall we include the butchers in that and just make it the outfield experience in Munhawk? Let's, let's go with that. Seats? Nice. Yeah, let's, let's go that. So my nomination is a um, bit, bit of a simple one, but it's... Uh, I've actually brain farted on what it was for a second. I was looking right at it. Soju. <laughs> Soju is my wow. recommendation. It's that, it's that old classic where people will try and bring in some of it in those little plastic bottles, <laughs> add it to their little uh, pitcher beer that they have, and then that is how many horrible and wonderful stories begin. Soju, for anyone who's been listening to the ESPN broadcasts, like they bring it up pretty much every time they have a guest on. Like, what's your Soju story? Does Soju make you vomit? Whatever else. I've developed an allergy to the stuff, except for like the ones that have been naturally made, like slow making ones, like just distill it in a barrel over many, many, many months. But a lot of soju is really cheap and available readily because it's like chemically made and like summon in that destroys me and it destroys everyone else's rhyme of reason as well. So yeah, you have soju, you go to a game, there's going to be shouting and you're basically going to forget you're a functional human being for a few hours. I and, have uh, a lot of, uh, I call it time traveling. <laughs> I wake up and I do not know how I got there. Like missing clothes, covered in mud. I don't know what happened. And I, I, I blame Soju. I think mm. one of my favorite pictures from the KBO does involve Kia and it involves uh, the president of the world. You know who I'm, <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. Najiwan. Najiwan, baby. And it's a picture of him looking down at a fan laying on the ground oh, laying the on the field. In the outfield. Yeah. 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 And he's just looking in the outfield. He like, was he wasn't even trying to catch a ball or anything. He was just <laughs> utterly <laughs> wasted on Soju and just <laughs> fell out into the outfield grass, collapsed. <laughs> Thankfully the guy didn't land on his head. Like they had yeah. concussion protocols at the time, but the guy just basically landed on his ass, fell backwards. And then Naji One's just like, what am I supposed to do with this? Eat it? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. 
I remember that. That was awesome. Uh, so yeah, that um, everyone's favorite contraband soju is my nomination for this week. Uh, Justin, what's your shout out for the Hall of Fame? Well, I mean, you you guys got two really good ones. Uh, so me being a Wiz fan, it's got to be Wiz related. So at uh in Suwon, uh, Wiz Park, we don't have a cool name for it. Uh, every year they have the water festival, so it's the KT Wiz Water Festival. Oh, and that is so cool! Like That's a great if, one. If you are going to go, if you can only go to one KBO game your entire life, like the KBO is awesome on a normal day. But if you go during the water festival, oh my God, I, so I went uh, the first time and I was like, I, I didn't know what I, I was expecting, but I seen people going to the game in bathing suits and uh, like board shorts and, you know, Koreans love their electronics. So they had like Ziploc bags with a, a necklace to waterproof their electronics and everything walking mm. in here. And I see people rolling up with water guns. and I'm They like, were selling those outside the stadium as well, like those yeah. Ziploc bags and water guns. Like They had swimming pools so, outside. They, they even built a water slide in the outfield, didn't they? Yeah, in right field. It's like three stories tall. They built it after I left. I was so <laughs> mad. <laughs> that but, was uh, phenomenal. Yeah, the, I, the one time and one time only, I went there without bringing a change of clothes. And it was awesome. Uh, like... So they have uh, the little misters up on the uh, second level spraying down. So you're getting wet the entire time, which is awesome because mm. it's like July and August. And then yeah. uh, when the Wiz score run, they have water cannons, which you do not want to be sitting close to them because they will decapitate you. Like the <laughs> amount of water that they spray out is insane. And then uh, the cheerleaders have uh, water guns. They replace the trash cans and they just fill them full of water. Uh, people are throwing water balloons and this is why the game's going on the whole time. Uh, the cheer master <laughs> is up in the lift and he is blasting people. And it's not like a garden hose. He's like spraying people with like a fire hose. You there's, he's spraying people down the aisles of the concourse, like the, the amount of force that this thing is putting out. And it, it is amazing. Uh, there was one game I went to, and they only did this once that I seen. They had dyed the water. So they're spraying people with uh, blue and red water. I ended up with a pink jersey and I was kind of pissed because it didn't come out. <laughs> oh, no. But, yeah. But the, the water festival is amazing. You're, and like, even uh, just spraying random Korean people, like you're there. And of course, you're American. So they're all aiming for you. So, I mean, you better come packing a couple water guns to help defend yourself. Nice. But it, it's a blast. It's a blast. That's, that's one of those games where you wish it goes uh, extra trainings because you're just having so much fun. Yeah, not to mention after a couple of the games, I was actually at one of those, I think it was with Andre, where yeah. they had like this nightclub on the stage with the water cannons and water guns after the fact as well and just invited oh, the fans to come and dance with the cheerleaders. Really. Wasn't that SK that would do the nightclub? SK would um, do the nightclub, but they um, and I the fireworks. That, so many I fireworks. <laughs> but no, you're right. We did. That was one of the few games where you and I both went to Suwon where they did that. I clearly mm. remember that. That was that was. It, we were just like, "What is going on here? This is amazing!" Yeah, I mean, it was, yeah. It, it is awesome. You know, I'm, I'm actually just going to say that gets my vote this week already. <laughs> there we go. 
There we go. Uh, I mean, okay. You know, SK, I, I... to their credit, they did try and do their own water festival, but it was basically like, you've seen those Zen gardens where you've got this um, little kind of receptacle that slowly fills up with a trickle of water and then just dips down. Like, they had this massive, like, Gatorade bucket, which would hold, like, oh, maybe a f close to a couple hundred liters. And when it was full, it would just dump down on, like, a block of fans. But that was pretty much the only thing. I think I remember seeing that, though, because uh, the cheermaster, he has, like, that man lift. And correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, but isn't it a boat? Yeah, it is. And, and I could have swore he was up in the little boat spraying people with hoses. What? It's, yeah. Do you know why it's a boat, though? Um, no idea, because a wyvern in a boat doesn't make any sense to me. So Incheon is is oh, one of the big port. it's one of the biggest port cities. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so that's one of the reasons why, if you look at all of the um, championship trophies, uh, not trophies, but little memorial pins they have, they have the water. All, almost almost all of them have a boat on it. I mean, and even um, SK even the scoreboard has it. What's that? Oh, Even the right. scoreboard yeah. has it on top. Uh, that, yeah, exactly. I mean, and then the name of the song that they sing in the, what, the eighth or ninth inning, depending on where you're at, is Yonambudu, which is Yonan Pier. So, I mean, that's, so, I mean, you know, it's all, all ties back to um, kind of being near the ocean and whatnot. So, I got to say, though, Matt, this week's, you know, no disrespect to Hyder uh, and Farrell, but, you know, these weeks we, we've kind of killed are, this. <laughs> yeah. There's three good nominations. It's nice to see it when there's going to be no guaranteed runaway winner. Like, last week was kind of dead on arrival. <sighs> yeah, but I think even a casual fan knows what Soju is. Mm. So, I mean, we'll see. You kind of got to experience me and Andre's thing. Yeah, yeah that's quite possibly. If nothing else, nice. then you've helped me get a bit of ground up on Farrell because next week... Unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to do the show, sad as it is. But uh, yeah, thank you very much, gentlemen. By the way, Justin, I've thought of an idea. We were just talking about how the Wyverns have the boat on top of their scoreboard. Yeah. The Wiz have um, Hwasong Fortress on top yeah, of their uh, scoreboard. Yeah. They should call Suwon the Fortress. Ooh. That'd, be cool, That'd be awesome. Like, give it a nickname? That'd be pretty yeah. sweet. Suwon KT Wiz Fortress or Suwon KT Fortress or something like that. That'd be cool. And then you, uh, like, you can make it a slogan, like, defend the fort, you know, throw yeah. it on a t shirt. Fortress Park, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean, yeah. I mean yeah. So just just throwing it out there. Any, uh, yes, anyone in the KT front office is, listening? Uh, yeah, if they heard that, I've, you know, slide me some royalties or keep giving me free hats <laughs> at spring camp. I appreciate it. Thank you. Give me one of those Suwon uniforms. Yeah, those are nice. Those are sweet. Are you yeah. guys more of a fan of the um, the one with the English lettering or the Hangul that they've got in the front? Hangul. 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 I see English every day, man. I. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you. You look at like only a couple teams do that. Like the, the one that most comes to mind is the Eagles, and it's yeah. funny. Orange pinstripe. Yeah, mm. and it's funny. Like the Eagles have some of the coolest things. For also being one of the most horrible teams. I mean, it is just this dichotomy. And if Virgil, if you're listening to this, bro, I'm sorry. I your dedication to the team is admirable, <laughs> man. Um, but yeah, no, I and then you have Samsung who writes Samsung in Hanja, 
on their jerseys, which is also very, very cool. So, I mean, mm. it's I, – I got to go with Hamburg. Yeah, I like seeing it when uniforms do that. And that is a perfect segue into the announcements. So, for anyone who's been wondering what's happening with the KBO Ranked series – I am working on editing the KT Wiz episode now. That should be up hopefully by Wednesday or Thursday in the coming week. I'll let you decide if that's Korean time or American time. That will give me a bit more time to work on it. And after that, there is a poll currently active in the MyKBO Facebook page where you are going to be able to vote on which team will be going next. The current frontrunners are independent baseball, Obi Bears and the SK Wyverns last I checked. So, in terms of this week's show, that is a wrap on everything. You can become a friend of the show by following myself at Chimek Baseball. Gentlemen, is there anywhere that they can follow you on Twitter or get in touch with you? Andre? Uh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter. Um, it's just going to be a lot of stuff about Oregon Ducks for school uh, and political stuff. That is SK Ducks 13. SK. D-U-C-K-S-13. And Justin, how about yourself? Uh, Twitter is uh, at Charm City Graphs. Uh, so usually I'm posting Korean baseball cards or Japanese or Taiwanese baseball cards. Facebook is Justin Schaefer, or I also have a page on there, Charm City Autographs, which I talk about all that stuff and uh, how to get autographs through the mail as well. Good stuff. Do you ever sell any of the autographs that you've gotten through Charm City as well? Sometimes, yeah, because I, it's hard. It's like giving up a child because I remember where I was at when I got it. But if I don't get rid of some of the stuff, mm. I can't buy more stuff. So, yeah. It's a but, cyclical uh, hobby. Yeah, yeah. So I, I try to get rid of the stuff that I can't get signed. That's fair enough. And you can also become a friend of the show by following at Grand Slam KBO and at Grand Slam Hyder on Twitter. If you were listening to the audio version of this podcast, then you can look on YouTube for Grand Slam KBO. And if you are on YouTube, then you can go to Grand Slam KBO where all good podcasts are downloadable. Gentlemen, thank you very much for joining me for this week. Thanks for having me. Oh, it was an absolute pleasure, man. Thanks for having me also. All right, then. We will see you all later. And is it Tuesday yet? Bye-bye. <laughs>